0: Everyone in your group will be assigned a, how would you say, handler.
1: Are you sure you're ready to risk your life in this battle that we're about to enter into?
0: I guess
2: you can say we're just kind of explorers, really.
1: Aren't you guys more concerned about yourselves since you're the ones getting picked off by whoever's killing you?
2: I saw way worse things
0: at 16. I'm sure he'll be fine. Uh, yeah, it's simple. Normally, uh, people who go to the emergency surgical ward end up in the mortuary, so they just put them right next to each other.
3: Hmm, that is prime planning. Well done. Do not
0: fear, for Sir Weberly is here. Normally, I like listening to smooth jazz while I cut open corpses. It makes it much more intimate. Hello, sir. Who killed you? I'm gonna kill him. I know he's already dead. I'm gonna kill him. This is a touch of a pickle. Welcome back to Season 3, Episode 21 of The Odd Campaign. We did just watch The Mandalorian, so now I understand on why you voted the name, but we're going to keep it anyways because we here at Missing Roleplayer found are original. And if you take nothing else from listening to us, understand that everything here is 100% original content and has no correlation to anything else that you could have possibly ever heard and or watched. Uh, Moving forward, welcome back, everybody. It's a new year. But we're just going to jump right into the thick of things. So it's, it's been a few, a, a few of those time periods. Days, weeks, months, hours. It depends on how you feel like tracking it. Anyways, so it's been a little while for our audience at home. So please do remind everyone about the cast and crew of who you are and who you play. Just a little uh, character rundown.
1: Hey, foundlings. My name is Snow, and I play Snow in the podcast. Well, actually, my name is Emily playing Snow, but you know, I'm just Snow to you. So Snow is the leader of the Odd Guild, alongside with her faithful wolf companion, N'Chia, What? who is the king. Oh. Thank you, Nachia. Uh, Snow is a full elf, believe it or not. And we keep forgetting, because like, I was not supposed to fall asleep that one day, by the way, because I'm an elf, and um, I'm not affected by sleep effects. Technically, elves don't sleep. According to Pathfinder I'm rules.
0: Not, I'm not sure about that last Technically, one. Technically,
1: according to original 3.5 rules, elves do not sleep, they meditate. But that's 3.5, not Pathfinder. <laughs> but elves are not affected by sleep effects. Anyway, Snow is a five foot five elf with dark hair that she usually keeps tied up. It's kind of curly. Uh, she carries a rapier at her side and a very strange black sword, which she has dropped to her back at times. That sword is dangerous. Don't try to take it from her. You might die. From the sword, not even from her. And she glows. Oh, and I do glow. I guess that is kind of important. It's kind of an important
0: thing. Extremely important.
1: Hey, I'm RL. I'm 19 years of age, and I am a eccentric
3: type of a personality. I play Elias, a Russian spy um, who was technically was sent in here to um, kind of gain information, but since her objective died, she didn't really know what to do. Now she's stuck here. Elias is six foot six, towering above a lot of people other than Grog. She wears a long red coat with a big red kind of cavalier hat, and her hair is long, long blonde, tied up in a braid as to not get in her way.
2: Hello, everyone. My name is Daniel, and I play Daniel because I'm original. Daniel is the resident healer of the crew who mostly spends his time healing Sal, who isn't here at the moment, so maybe he'll actually get to heal other people this time. He's uh, about six feet tall, so he's also quite a chunk shorter than Elias, and well, I guess this results in many a head pats.
4: Hi guys, I, I'm Wilson, I'm the resident cavalier
0: with my faithful, equally as faithful if not more faithful than a Chia, companion, my companion, Angus. <laughs> Meanwhile, Angus has been appropriately trained, only will allow me to write him. Uh, me, being uh, the very rugged and muscular individual that I am, with shaggy brown hair, standing at an insurmountable five foot eight, Um, <laughs> currently the
4: right-hand man of the Odd Guild, it has been yours truly, Wilson.
1: Shut up, Wilson.
0: Nobody wants to hear this. Thanks, no. Um, I don't think he, he knows what an insult is. Um, and, and he just liked the fact that he got attention. Pay him no mind. My name's Selina. Uh, I'm the resident druid of the group. Uh, I have my faithful companion, Arachne. She just made noises, but you couldn't hear them because she's kind of tiny and quiet. Uh, she's She is my little jumping spider as of right now. But from my understanding, her father was a giant spider who almost killed the entirety of the Odd Guild at one point but she is my animal companion and I am Selena. I am a uh, five foot two with uh, short cropped blonde hair that I had grown out at one point. I have my favorite colors green and I like
1: animals and my brother Galahan. Amazing. Good job, Selena. Oh Thanks. Snow. You did it. See, that's an actual compliment, Wilson. Good job, Wilson. Oh, thanks. Snow. Yep. You made it through.
0: So without any further ado, uh, when last we left off, Uh, I do believe that we were at the Riddles of a Dead Man, but we have left the mortuary since then, with all of us currently in a bit of a rainy day.
1: Why is it always raining in this city? town thing. I
3: don't remember it always be raining. But I'm
4: pretty sure it was like sunny for like the past week, snow.
3: Well, it's depressing nonetheless. The rain is actually very good for the environment as it helps things grow and it helps water to come to people who may need it. 75 Percent
0: of your body's made of water. You kind of need it to uh, live, just like uh, the Earth needs uh, it to live. The seventy-five percent of the Earth's surrounded by water.
1: I it know also this. And the moles to survive. It really does. The- I, I'm aware. I, I'm, a, I'm a student nurse, so I know about what the body's comprised of for the most part. I'm just saying. Where there is rain, there is barely any sunshine.
2: Not but you glow.
1: But I'm not the sun. It's probably because she is afraid
3: of the dark. Alayna brings her hand up to her mouth and sort of snickers.
1: <laughs> I, I'm not afraid of the dark. Oh. I um very confused.
4: Punch it.
1: I just don't like when I can't what? see where I'm going.
4: What? Daniel's
2: going to slowly turn towards Wilson with a very confused look on his face.
4: Oh, I, I guess you guys didn't... You're just scared of the dark? Punch it.
3: No? Okay. No. Do you, do you have a uh, thing against dark people?
0: No, 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 no. It's it's a Pokemon joke.
3: What is a poke What's Pokemon? Pokemon?
4: Okay, okay. I expected this from Elias Do you mean but...
3: Saruman?
4: No, I'm referring to pocket monsters.
3: I would not like to have
1: monsters in my pocket. pocket, pocket. It was...
0: What's wrong with pocket monsters?
3: Why
1: So just makes me think of somebody I'd rather not think about right now. I wasn't really a
0: big fan of pocket monsters. I felt like it encouraged animal cruelty and and pit fighting. So are you guys saying that something about pit fighting and animals is involved in the murder case? I, I don't think
3: we're currently talking about the murder. I just think we got a little bit off track.
0: Yeah. That's putting it mildly.
3: Oh, sorry about that. Oh,
1: yes. Well, was that, was that Dante speaking?
0: Does it sound like Dante?
1: I think that's Antonio. Yeah,
0: it's Antonio. At least someone remembers my name.
1: Sorry about that.
0: Why are you sorry? You're the one who remembered my name. We should probably go back to the restaurant and
2: discuss what we found and what our next plan should be. I mean, the drive is currently taking
0: us there. It's gonna take a little while, you know, with rain and traffic and all that. Good point. Well, it makes feel any better. This car soundproof, so, like, they can't hear what we're talking about.
3: I mean, I guess that's good.
0: You know, except for the audio recordings.
3: Oh, the audio recordings?
0: Oh, yeah, no, they record everything that goes in on the yeah. Dontera has a, a special a database which houses all of this, just in case you know any snitches try and get wise. Do you
1: have that in all of your cars?
0: Yeah, most all of them.
1: But if your snitches know that the cars are being recorded, why would they even say anything in a car?
0: Ah, because most of them too dumb to think about it.
1: He has point. Um,
3: if I remember, uh, the first victim said that he got hit while he was trying to get into his car or out of it. I don't remember. But uh, if that's true, we could just get back to... Wait, the first
1: we... victim or the third victim?
3: Uh, we, uh You see Elias trying to do the things in her head.
1: I think you... Okay, so you're talking They're all about... dead. They're all kind of the same. I think order does matter, though. I mean, my, me personally, I think that whoever's doing the killing, obviously, is trying to send a message to Don Terra. Oh, we should probably ask
3: if anyone knows of anyone named uh, Vasquez, though he might be going by an alias.
4: Yeah, alias.
3: Eh, uh, my name is Alias. He might be using an alias. Alias Elias and Elias, not the same thing.
2: But yeah, you're right, Elias. I do remember one of them being at least near a vehicle. And so perhaps we can look at the recordings from that day and see if we can glean anything from it.
3: Yes, it uh, probably would... I mean, maybe. I don't know.
2: Maybe there's a voice someone recognizes or something like that. Who knows?
3: Uh, or they could be like one of the... uh One of the like... eh, uh, uh, Tell them, uh, tell, uh, like, uh, uh, Quentin Tarantino says hi. And then they, like, bash his head in or something. The it's only an oddly film,
4: specific name. To, but you know who Quentin Tarantino is?
3: Uh, the only films I were allowed to watch were with my parents at a very young age and also very old films, I can assume. I've only seen two.
4: Oh, goodness. What movies were you allowed to watch?
3: I don't
1: remember the names. As I said, I was young. How far are we from Casa Benadine?
0: Uh, like two three minutes. It's kind of small in a city, but uh, that buggy in front of us ain't moving too fast.
1: Man, I can always uh, make this a party again with some crushing despair. Match the mood outside with the Is mood that in the car. No, no. 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 No.
0: No. 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 No.
1: Aw, and here I was looking forward to the pure misery of everybody sitting in this vehicle. Wow, I'm sorry, that's really dark. What is going on with me? Snow,
0: you could have been like this recently. Listen, I may be currently working with you individuals, but that does not mean I will not get out of the car and walk home and leave Antonio to babysit all of you children if what you're going to be doing is drudging up our deepest depressing thoughts and emotions.
1: Can Elias give Dante a pat-pat on the arm? Where's Draken? Is he in the car with us? No,
0: Dr- Draken did not
1: follow. But S is with us. Doo-doo-doo. I look at the message.
0: It just says hi. And you look into the corner of the car and you just see him waving. You have no idea how long he's been doing this.
1: I wave back.
0: And then he stops.
1: Okay. I message Draken really quick. Hey, when you get a chance, I need to talk with you about something. Okay. Very important.
0: You're currently messaging me.
1: Okay. I mean, I guess, do you have a minute?
0: I mean, I answered.
1: Okay, look here, buddy. She raises that before she sends it. So, the question that I have is as follows. Do you happen to know or have known somebody by the name of Blaine? Anderson? She pauses for a really long moment and then sends back, yes. Sure. Do you happen to know where he is? I could. Would you share that information with me? I might. (laughs) (laughs) Draken?
0: Oh, I'm sorry. Are you asking me to actively share it with you?
1: I am asking for your help in finding this person.
0: Uh, well, I already know where he is, more or less.
1: Then tell me.
0: Well, I, I let me verify a little bit of information first, but if I'm not mistaken, I normally keep up the tabs on traitors. Uh, so-
1: Oh, you too, huh?
0: What I'll suggest is, if you can successfully find out who is this serial killer in Ereveldum, I should probably have the information you seek by then. I already just know Just don't who take it is. too long. Oh, you do? Yes. Who? And if it is, why? Is, is there an arrest warrant? Do you have their address? Do you know where they're operating out of?
1: I just need to confirm a few things, but I have an idea.
0: As do I. So, get back to me when you've actually solved the case. And as you all are kind of just sitting about, eventually the car does come to a halt, slowly rolling up to the front entrance of Casa Benedina.
3: It uh, looks like we're here.
0: That is why a car would stop, normally. Just just throwing that out there.
3: Yeah, wow, so smart.
0: Ladies first, and he gestures to the door.
3: Alayas will accept and walk out the door. But preparing for an attack from behind.
1: 80% of attacks from, from behind. Snow just follows after and is looking at Alayas and is just very confused about why she's being so on edge.
0: Everyone eventually does, in a single file line, step out of the limousine, exiting into the cold rain and making their way into the front entrance of Casa Benedine, where they are greeted by a comfort and a warmth, as the cozy atmosphere of the restaurant and the delicious scent and aroma fills your nostrils.
1: Mm. Hm, I wonder what they're cooking up. Maybe it's sow Probably food? Oh, that's right. We haven't seen so well, in a way. I
4: mean, it, this is a restaurant. and It's an Italian
0: restaurant. I would assume Italian food. And fish. It's fish Italian. I mean, I guess, yeah, I guess they
1: fish fish Italian.
4: Listen, I don't, I don't know. You're people. You tell me.
1: There
2: Uh, is Italian seafood, Wilson. Yes.
0: Well, I mean, sure, but when I think Italian, I normally think like pasta, pizza, that kind of stuff.
1: You know, Wilson. It's kind of, kind of rude. Is it? Wilson is... Uh, Sorry. We have already
3: filtered, uh, figured this out about Wilson. I, what? Think <laughs> I didn't <laughs> that. I'm talking about to anytime something dark was mentioned, he immediately like, gets aggressive, wants to punch.
0: Um. Well, uh, regardless of the type of cuisine that's served here, um. I think... Oh, well, what's our plan? Do we want to, like,
1: deliberate somewhere?
3: That would probably be good. Yeah, considering... maybe not in the open
1: restaurant. Hey, Is there she- anybody here in the restaurant, by the way? If, should we take a look? There. You may all roll a perception check. 26 on my perception. 26 on my perception. Nachia has a... He's smelling for the food, I'm going to mm-hmm. assume, because mm-hmm. he's yeah. hes a wolf.
0: 27 on my perception. No, oh, better than everyone else.
1: 24 for Nichia's smelling of food.
0: Mm-hmm. All of you look around the room and you see that... It's not overly crowded, but there are still a decent number of individuals. All of them seem rather affluent and well-off, most of them wearing tuxedos or very fancy dresses. You see a couple of individuals wearing top hats and canes, sitting around at the various tables, cordially chatting about, and you even see a woman in a very large, vibrant dress, and she is petting a white cat. And off in the corner of your eye, Snow, because you're keeping track of your animal companion a little bit, you do see that Nechia seems to be slinking off towards the back.
1: All right. I'll, I'll let him have fun. Um, it's, if I
3: remember correctly, I, I, you said this, no, there was a, you, an opera room that you said there was up there. Up the steps. Opera? Up. 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 here uh, Up here room. Uh,
0: upstairs. I, she's literally just trying to say upstairs.
3: There, there is an but upstairs. But she's struggling.
1: I know my English words. Remember we all had rooms upstairs?
4: Yeah, we literally came from the... Yeah, but y- the you up- said...
1: N- Never mind. I think that's, you know, Mama Dantera's place up there, like oh, her, her well, place. Well, uh,
3: uh, there is definitely a secure room in this, minute. And she edges towards Dante.
0: If you need a room, I can get you one of the meeting rooms. <gasps> that would be appreciated.
1: Ah, but that place is also probably bugged. It's so what? I care, because... I'm suspicious.
0: Of who? We literally are effectively hiring you to find out who's doing this.
1: But what if that person's listening in?
0: The only individuals back. who have access to the actual recordings is effectively Don himself and anyone who makes an information request. Most of it is just stored. No one actively goes through and listens to it. And it's kept really tight under lock and key.
1: Daniel, you don't happen to have something like uh, a spell that might deafen sound would you wouldn't that deafen our ears as well there are, uh if i remember correctly there are some spells that you can actually use to make almost like a private area so nobody can hear outside of a dome of silence mm.
4: uh, i think those are referred to as pocket dimension snow no
1: now, there's another one
4: if we wanted we could all just teleport back to castle Rimadol, go into a, like a closet or something and then like teleport back
1: we
3: could I forgot we have the teleport ability. We do keep forgetting about that.
4: I mean, we can only ever go there every 24 hours, so we got to use it a little bit sparingly, but it might not be a bad idea
0: because we know they don't have rooms bugged and stuff.
4: We could also just go back to your manor, you know, the guild hall.
1: Oh, we we could just go to your manor, Wilson. I mean,
4: we could go to my manor, but my manor
0: is in the guild hall, and you haven't been there, so you can't teleport.
3: Allais sticks her tongue out as well.
0: She wants to feel included. Wants to also feel included and joins you.
1: How is Dante reacting to all of us just like sticking our tongues out at each other? Daniel's just normal in the corner.
0: Our best hope is a bunch of children. And he proceeds to just walk in the restaurant.
1: Yeah, but you cried like a
3: baby. Allais puts her hand up to her mouth.
0: You see as he gets flustered and wants to say something, but then just continues to walk away.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was funny. Uh, anyway, should we... Uh, do we want to teleport? Or, um, I mean, that is kind of leaving cell here. You, you Why don't we send a message to cell? Um, um, she pulls up her UI and types a message. So, go we
1: to guild hall. All of we, I mean, if we send him a message and we just come right back, what if he doesn't realize that we come right back? Then we just have to send him another message.
2: I'm sorry. I do have a spell for that. I didn't realize it was only level two.
1: Honestly,
3: if we wanted to just, we could uh, just type we type on messages. But um, that then, would take
2: a while. So why don't well, we just Well, then
3: all of the handlers wouldn't well, be able to see what's going on.
1: Well, Dante. The, he's,
0: he's, he's walked off. Dante! He has walked I
1: walk after him.
0: Okay. Oh, oh, hey, Paul. Why, hello, madam. Is there something that we can assist you with?
1: Uh, Where'd Dante go?
0: I do believe that he ran off into the back.
3: Isn't he supposed to be my bodyguard?
0: Well, yes. If you were to uh, leave the building, he would be escorting you. Currently, you are stationary here in our facilities, which, trust me, we have watchful eyes and ears of the entire place.
1: Mm, Good to know. Well, that's, uh, that's always fun. I highly suggest that we don't go back to any of the rooms upstairs since we got gassed in the middle of the night.
3: I wonder if they'll do that again.
0: Hmm. Hmm.
3: Hmm. Hmm. Mm. Well, we could always just, you know, put a blanket over the event.
2: Doesn't really work. I kind of tried that.
3: Hmm.
2: How about we just go back to the guild hall and we can discuss it there? It sounds then we'll like
3: Daniel really
1: just wants to leave.
2: Well... Silence isn't going to work because silence makes all conversation impossible in a 20-foot radius. So, like...
1: I mean, that would be good if a room is bugged. You could literally just silence the bug.
2: Well, yes, but then we
0: couldn't talk.
1: We just step away from it
0: wouldn't that also mean we'd have to know where the bug is
3: that's and why also i was trying ass- to find dante assume maybe, that there's maybe, only one bug
1: maybe we just go with
3: daniel's idea and teleport there and teleport back after reconvening of what I, we want I, to do I mean, or just not care about it at all because i was
0: about to say are we really just not trusting these people that we're working with so much that we can't have a conversation around them
1: yeah that was just my thought we don't have to go anywhere. We it's can not always stay like here. they don't already
3: know everything about us that they shouldn't already know about us.
2: Yep, yeah, that's a good point. And plus involving them would probably be best for their
0: trust of us. Yeah, I agree with that.
3: If you can uh, lead us to one of the meeting rooms, that would be greatly appreciated. Oh,
0: great. So you decided to trust us. That's nice. All right. Yeah, I can lead you right down this way in the elevator.
3: You're a little bit sassy there, Pearl. Well, you know,
0: I, I'm sorry that you are all standing around talking about leaving the place, which probably wouldn't end well for you guys, anyways. Uh, but uh, yeah, elevator is right over here. You should know where it is. It's right by the kitchen under the stairs. And he just pushes a button.
1: Yeah, Elias, you should know where that is.
0: Antonio walks over to the wall, directly underneath the staircase leading to the second floor, and he pushes a button, and eventually you do hear a ding, and two sliding doors slide open, and you are all faced with an elevator, similar to the one in the hospital. This one, Elias recognizes, but for most of you, it is your first time seeing it.
3: Oh, well, this is fun. Mm.
2: Oh, so this is where you got uh, interrogated, Elias?
3: No, 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 that is done in basement in concrete room that is soundproof with handcuffs and metal chairs. Ah, ah, so prison. Basically, no,
0: no, it's nothing like the prison.
3: Oh, well, anyway, why don't we just go to one of the very cushy, I assume, meeting rooms?
0: Oh, oh, okay, you won't go to one of those. Uh, He he, was getting ready to press an unlabeled button, and then moves his hand up into the left and presses a completely different, still unlabeled button.
1: We don't have anybody to interrogate. You going to take us to a room where we like punch people in the face or something?
0: I mean, I don't know where you want them to go. I I know that they're pretty uh, well enclosed. But uh, yeah, we can go here instead. Don't worry about it. And eventually the doors close and you start descending. And it takes a large number of seconds. You continue to descend. Going past, you have no idea how many floors. Eventually you do come to a gliding halt. And the doors open.
3: Ah, I think. Will you be joining us, Paul?
0: uh, my name's Antonio, once again.
3: Oh, I'm sorry. You all look very similar. I, okay. Oh, my God.
0: Uh, I, Paul, three inches shorter than me, also weighing 150 pounds less than me.
3: Uh-huh. I, Granted,
0: we both wear black suits and red shirts. I'm sorry, Antonio. I hope she doesn't do that again. If,
3: uh, you know, you have
1: face. Paul has face.
2: Elias, just, just stop. You're, you're not making this I
1: better. thought you were supposed to be good at talking to people. Now you're just, like, insulting right, the guy. All right, so
0: if we just go right up here, two doors to the left, the, you should find a perfectly open meeting room. This is where we house, house mo- most of the meeting rooms. We got about, like, a good half a dozen of them, but normally a lot of them are registered out. So this is where most of the standard boring meetings happen.
1: Ah, the the meetings of who we gonna knock out this week? Got it.
0: What I was talking about, like a trash delivery route. Oh, well, I'm sorry. Or how like
1: I made an assumption. Investments
0: are going. How like the mining operations? Don't worry, he's a businessman, Snow. Yeah, I don't know what you think we're up to, but uh, right this way, and he opens a door and leads you in to a relatively large room with a nice oval shaped table with. About a good dozen seats, uh, cushy with red velvet, all of which is set in front of a nice crackling fireplace. And it is quite warm in this well-polished and well-furnished room with a nice red carpet.
3: I would like to perception check the door while we're walking in. If you can be locked from the outside and trap us in here again, uh, um, that's 18.
0: Uh, it does seem as if there is a keyhole in the door, but it is from both sides. Okay.
3: Okay.
1: So... Thank you all for coming to this meeting, I guess. Aaliyah sits down at what looks the the head chair at the table.
4: Oh, yes. No, I I guess you can thank us. But I think we all, like, collectively decided we should talk about this. We could have talked about it in the car, but I guess we can do it here, too.
0: Well, listen. So what's everyone thinking? Me and Draken kind of worked up a, a rough map of the general vicinity of where this individual's has, like, where people work and then where their bodies are found. Right.
1: Antonio, has anyone else been reported missing?
0: Uh, Or
1: were any of these people reported missing at any point?
0: I mean, uh, let let me me double check. So, I mean, the thing is, is uh, the first two bodies were reported missing seeing as they were gone for a very extended period of time. But we had no idea what happened to Johnny until, well, we saw him because he was actually only kept for about a day. Whereas the other individuals, they were gone for upwards of almost a week before they were found. Hmm. Hmm.
1: Does anybody know where the last place that uh, Johnny was seen?
0: Oh Yeah, Johnny. I mean, he was just doing his routes on the on the, on the trucks. Uh, he was coming in and out of the city a couple of times that night. He would have went and passed through the main gates. He pretty standard seeing... stuff. He does it. Trash much man.
3: Every... Trash man. You see it. Yeah,
0: he takes out the garbage, you know, puts it in the landfills and the... Trash compaction sites, but he's standard stuff. Nothing that he hasn't done a million times.
1: Does um, anybody remember what the riddles of the dead men were? i um, I. Confusing words are confusing. <laughs> yes, ass. I look at it. I wrote them down. I wrote down most of them as well. I just needed a double check. I, um, uh,
3: I remember the curtains and the play director. We we thought there was uh, something going on. With the, some sort of show, play, maybe marionette puppets. You see the mannequins.
0: And they also both Tick mentioned TikTok.
3: hmm Eve Clark.
0: And specifically Nine.
1: I open up the message.
0: He has sent a group message to everyone, sending them the
1: riddles. I was thinking about these riddles on the way back here, and I agree that there's definitely something going on, like the idea of a performance, but it's the idea that the idea of puppetry is what's really getting to me. Wilson. Yeah. Now, listen. You and I both talked about the the, the footprint thing and sure. as you know about the size of the of the footprint. 13. Yep. You get a message. 13, but there's no tread. Yeah. I guarantee you nobody in this town makes a shoe that does not have a tread. The whole point of a tread is to make sure that you can They made
4: wooden shoes. They were a robot. They Bat. were what? That. Robot?
1: I think it's a robot.
4: Uh, like mean, in the, the
1: maker, a toy left in a ditch. That... The killer could be a robot a made by Dr. A Vasquez.
3: A head with a rock,
1: cause it is metal. No, I think Dr. Vasquez was murdered by somebody. I think. Oh, I think. Okay. Wait, now wait, wait. this is so going to be. So you
0: think that there is a vengeful sentient robot going around the city murdering people? I he mean, could I... have
1: uh, like put his brain in the robot. I Did... mean. Don Terra ever receive a ransom note?
0: Uh, not, not that I'm aware of, but I guess I could ask him. Normally, he would make these things relatively well known. He does not like his position of power being threatened or challenged.
1: Well, uh, could it be that maybe he didn't take the threat seriously and ignored it, and that's why the third body was strung up in public so that it was made known to him that it's a real threat?
0: Listen, the only person that Don Terra has any beef with whatsoever ever is Camille Lacemus and that's because she was the one working with the inquisitors and the abjurors for the longest time before our organization stepped in with some of our newfound technology. The only person who has ever threatened him or he has threatened in any way would be her position of power, but their conversations are held behind closed doors and almost none of us are privy to what goes on behind those doors.
1: I highly doubt, and this is just me, I don't think Camille Lacimus would make a big spectacle of bodies being hung up anywhere.
3: She does seem to be secretive type of lady.
0: I mean, I don't think she would be either. That's why, uh, I, like I said, no one else would even have the audacity to challenge Dante in a, such a way that directly.
3: Um, uh, maybe we should also focus on the amount of times the, uh, hour of nine was mentioned, uh, it could be 9 a.m., could be 9 p.m. Is there any places that open or close specifically at that time or something that's significant to that time that you think would be important? Something I like.
0: Mean, I don't have a registry of every single business that opens and/or closes at 9 a.m. and/or p.m. Most places honestly open or close earlier than that, though. Like if you're opening at 9 a.m., you're opening too late. Most businesses are probably going to be open around 7 or 8. And they'll probably close around like five or six because those are some normal working hours for most establishments.
1: This is why I definitely think that it was a ransom. Like he was Dontero was given a time frame to do something to correct the problem, because remember, we asked about who killed the person and. It was said, comes by day, taken by night, starts again until all is right. So I'm thinking that this robot thing was wronged by, or seems to believe that he was wronged by the Donterra family. And so he's taking revenge in order to hopefully get some sort of... But, um, it wasn't done by one person.
4: Yeah, there were... The it both- was
1: multiple people, according to... Uh,
4: Johnny, when we asked him,
0: said there were at least... Like two or three people who jumped him when he was on his route.
1: Were there people? Was it actually people?
0: I mean, that's what he said. So he may have thought
2: there were people, but this may be more than one robot. What
0: if it's a sentient robot that makes other robots, and we're an iRobot, and they're going to take over the world?
3: I don't even know what that means. (laughs) Then you're all screwed.
0: Uh, Listen, I don't mean to burst any of your bubbles, but... We have some level of artificial intelligence, but none of it would be advanced enough to orchestrate anything like this. Especially, Maybe. would not be able to build other entities outside of itself.
3: Maybe it's not artificial. Um, just going out on a limb here, knowing that you guys are able to read some type of brain waves. I mean, quote unquote, hypothetically. Um, don't. Uh, not, uh, what is this? Uh, vec- ves Ves Veskes Veskes. Uh, he could have been able to take that technology and been able to implement it into an automaton or robot type where his own brave lives are be- Wait!
0: What if Doc- she's onto something, what if Dr. Vasquez transplanted his brain into a robot and is seeking vengeance for the murder of his human body?
1: Well, no, listen, it could be that, I mean, in that case, but also, if we look at when we asked why he was tortured, Both of them essentially said the first one that we interviewed was mourning the maker, no one to fix the toy breaking left in a ditch. The second one said the maker is dead again, crushed in his head, youthfully misled, puppets of red, which is why it leads me to believe that there might be multiple of these little puppet things. Unless one of your leaders of this entire town happens to have a symbolic color of red. Uh Alias <laughs> gestures to the room they're sitting in. Okay,
0: listen, no, 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 no. We we, we were normally, generally associated with green. It's just Mama Maria and Don and Tara specifically like the color red.
1: So apparently, according to this, these people they were literally made. They were killed, and because they were basically made to feel guilty about something.
0: I mean, the only person who's generally associated with red would be Beatrice La Ignis. She's associated with red, black, uh, steelish gray because she makes the combustion engines. But her and Don have a generally relatively good relationship with one another because we utilize a lot of her combustion engines and a lot of the machines that we use.
1: Again, I think we're getting stuck on the idea that it's a person. I don't think it's a person. I think it's a robot.
0: I'm on board with giant killer robots.
2: I don't know if we have enough evidence to prove it either way, Well, it could be either a person or it could be robots from Vasquez. I think we should go exploring some of the places that were mentioned by these bodies. Yeah,
0: I I don't think at this point it really matters what it is that's doing it. I feel like we just need to try and figure out where it's all happening. If we can do that, we can get a little bit more evidence and maybe come to a more conclusive conclusion. Conclusion:
3: a, sm- a small team could go and check out some of the clock towers in town and see if there is any suspicious areas around there.
0: Uh, I mean, it depends on what clock towers you're talking about because there's only one of them in the main city. Oh, well... Are there some outside of the city? Ah, uh, There are like small little piddly ones Well, then probably the check outskirts. the
3: big clock tower at
0: but yeah, there's I literally, know. I don't know if any of you noticed, but there is kind of a giant clock tower at the center of town on top of the government building. Yeah, yeah maybe that.
3: we go check that.
0: And because you are also interested in the theaters, I will also note that the uh, the college area is in close vicinity to the center of
1: town.
3: Yeah, so maybe we started clock towers, see what's going on.
1: If you guys want to split up, we can do that just to cover more ground. Take your... Handler with you, I
0: guess. (laughs) Uh, Okay, well, where are we all deciding to go, then?
3: Uh, I think I will go to Clock Tower with Dante and maybe one other person. Uh, Daniel! Daniel! you. uh, She composes herself. Daniel, would you like to come with Clock Tower with me? You like clocks? We worked on clock.
2: Uh, I think that'd be a great idea, honestly. Also, Antonio... Would you be able to find us the recording from the truck that uh, Johnny got killed in? Perhaps that might shine a light on something.
0: I mean, we could probably dig it up. I don't think it's going to be that big of a problem. Uh, I'm just going to have to locate it. Probably shouldn't take no more than an hour.
2: All right. Yeah, that'd be really appreciated.
3: Yeah, get on that.
2: Or if you need to escort me, then we'll figure out. We can Dude, do it later.
3: Antonio's not your... Um, your uh, what is... uh, uh, first Wait, no. time I checked, I Wait, was, but no. that's okay. Is that... Wait, Paul is... I
0: mean, I need it, someone uh, else to pull somebody... it for you. It's really not... Like, I don't specifically have to do it. And honestly, I'm not even the best with those machines. So it'd probably be a good idea, honestly, if someone else did it.
3: Well, we're definitely taking Dante.
0: I mean, I'll come with you guys. And I'll just let someone know that they need to pull that recording. I'll send... Well, I mean, really, it depends on how much paperwork it takes, because we do got to submit a... Blah,
3: blah, 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 blah,
0: blah. Yeah, I'll take care of all that in the background. I'll let you know how long it takes, but I'll just uh, keep an eye on you two guys, and me and Dante can escort you to the clock tower. That would be very much appreciated.
3: All right, Snow, me and Daniel are going to clock tower to investigate. And she holds up her hand like there's
1: an, an invisible spyglass. Investigate. Ah, I see. So, uh, if you're gonna do the investigate, Snow, uh, wait, i have
4: Snow, where do you, you want to go? Give me a second. Where, where do you want to
1: go? I do like mystery novels.
4: If you're gonna. Fine,
1: you can have. Here, if you're gonna investigate, drink this. What is this? It's a potion of disguised self. Why would I want to disguise myself? You can have the outfit of an investigator.
2: <laughs> you can look like Herlock Sholmes.
1: Elias Ponders. Does it. Does it do whatever outfit? <laughs> Yeah, it disguise, does outfit you Disguise think self will change your form if you choose And it will change your outfit I think it's like for up to an hour
0: Indeed, Elias and Daniel have decided To go with Dante and Antonio to the clock tower Meanwhile, everyone else is kind of Just left here in this meeting room Kind of deliberating on where they should go And what they should investigate
1: I need to talk with Don, Terra.
0: You're all currently standing in this room You are actually not being supervised at all by anyone That's here.
1: impressive, we're free We're finally free. Sweet relief.
0: I'll start heading out of the room. And as you head out of the room, you are greeted by a familiar face.
1: Nuchia? Please tell me it's Nuchia who's upstairs in Uh, the kitchen. It
0: it, it is (gasps) Nuchia. And he has a ham shank in his mouth. And he is with Luca. Welcome, Miss Snow. I hope you found everything all right. I I, I found your little doggy. Uh, He was in the kitchen.
1: Ah, I, I knew where he was, Luca. Oh, it, it, I thought I'd bring it to you. How did you know I was down here, Luca? Oh, Antonio met me on his way up. Ah, did he now? Yes. Uh, swallow my pride. Luca? Yes? Luca, I need to talk with Terra. Oh. Immediately. Oh, now? Yeah. Oh. Very important. Oh, now? Yeah. Oh. Okay.
0: And he nods? And he stops, like he, he turns around <laughs> and he starts walking away and then he stops for a moment, pauses, <laughs> he turns back around, walks back to you guys, Okay, oh, follow me, and then he turns back around and starts walking towards the elevator again.
1: I thought that was, okay, alright child. So it is you,
0: Wilson, and Selena, escorted by Luca, making your way to the elevator, in which you see, you press the button, the elevator is called down, you all enter, and once again... He presses an unmarked button somewhere obscurely in the middle of the pad. And you feel as if you start going up. Interesting. I don't know how he feels about surprise guests, so this could be interesting. (laughs) And eventually... (laughs) (laughs) Oh! Oh, no. We're fine. The elevator stops as we hear a ding and the doors slide open. And you are met with a very grand and long hallway with dark wood halls and a red carpet running down this very long stretch and expanse of walkway. But along it, there's nothing but pictures, it seems, of various painted individuals and only one door at the very, very end of the hallway. And Luca knocks.
1: Ah, okay. He went right for it. He didn't even take a moment. And
0: then he opens the door.
1: And he still didn't take a moment. Okay. I guess we're going this way, Wilson. Come on.
0: Oh, Oh, wait, I don't know. And as you begin to walk in, you hear a flurry of shouting. But it doesn't seem as if it's directed towards you.
1: Ah, it's probably Luca. It didn't even take a moment for himself. It seems
0: as you enter this rather large and expansive, well-furnished office that Don Terra is currently sat behind a desk, and he is on a communication device of sorts.
1: Can I try and catch what's being said?
0: Go ahead, roll a perception, as this individual is not exactly being discreet
1: 29
0: all right you listen here if i have to come down there myself there's gonna be hell to pay heads will roll you don't understand i'm not beyond sending all of you and getting the observers down there right now and smacking a lot of you around i don't care what the body count is at this point honestly i will go on a tirade through the entire town and with the help of my associates, paint these streets red. You don't want to get on my bad side, and right now, that's where you at. So you better get in my good graces real quick before you get the swift end of my fist. You don't want to feel the wrath of Don Terra today. And slams down this communication vice on his desk.
1: I make sure Selena's, like, right behind me.
0: He gently holds his hands and turns around to face you. And to what do we owe this unexpected pleasure?
1: Dontera, I do apologize for interrupting you in the middle of your meeting.
0: Don't worry about it. They're relatively insignificant, but uh, some people just don't know their place in this world.
1: Was it about the Terra Splicer?
0: Uh, not particularly. The Terra Splicer's running uh, all right. Uh, it's getting operational once again. It should be up and running within a couple of days. We got some of the best engineers. We're... Currently operating with a number of individuals. I had to pull a couple of strings, pull some political mumbo-jumbo. All really obnoxious stuff, honestly. But, uh, tell me, you've got good news. You must have captured the guy if you're here.
1: Not yet, but we do have a lead.
0: He originally was very excited, and then he kind of just sinks back down in his chair and folds his hands once again. Okay. So then why are you here?
1: I need some information.
0: I mean, last time I checked, I'm paying you guys to go find that for me, but, uh, whatever I can do to help the investigation along.
1: We talked with, well, that's an interesting way to say it. We discussed with the dead. Yeah yeah, 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 I, yeah. I,
0: I know that's kind of why I hired you in the first place, because no one else can do that.
1: Okay, well, it sounded almost like there might have been a ransom at some point or a note. You were possibly or somebody in this hall was notified about something. Because both of them, actually pretty much all of them, mentioned something along the lines of waiting around for a long period of time until maybe the clock struck nine and then they were killed, which in a way leads me to believe that they had to be waiting for something.
4: Okay, so why are you here?
1: I'm here to make sure that I've gotten all the information from you that I possibly could have and that I'm not missing any details.
0: Great, there are three bodies. They're dead. They worked for me. One was just found recently. You apparently talked with all of them. I don't know what else you want from me. There hasn't been no ransom, no. We have had absolutely zero communication with any individuals regarding payment of any sorts or finding any of our boys.
1: Is there anyone that, besides Camille Lacemus, because this doesn't seem like an MO that she might do? Based on what I've heard about her, is there anyone else who may have been, air quote, wronged by you?
0: Uh, not that I can think of. Not off the top of my head, at least. Like you said, Camille is the only person who seems to have a tiff with me whatsoever. I mean, she works with a couple of other individuals, some of the other council members, but I mean, so do I. And regularly, we all get along pretty well, at least on business. Right. The only individual that Camille regularly works with is Jasper Von Voltz. But, I mean, me and Jasper get along relatively well. I mean, he's not overly fond of Beatrice, who I more frequently work with, but I uh, no, none of us harbor any ill will towards one another. The only one who's really all flustered right now is Camille about what the whole situation with the abjurers are.
1: Let me ask you this, and um, I'm going to do a sense motive as I ask this. Sure.
0: I would wait until after he says whatever he says, but sure.
1: Okay. I was just going to say that I'm watching him really carefully.
0: Okay, that's fine. Yeah, or his reaction. You can watch his general body movements and how, listen to how he's speaking.
1: Okay. I'd also like to roll diplomacy on this that's fine. See how while do I do it. And have you ever heard of someone called Dr. Vasquez?
0: You see he seems to sit there and stare blankly at the mention of the name. Uh, I can't say that I have. Uh, You'll know what he's a doctor of. The reason why I wouldn't know him.
1: He's an inventor.
0: Uh, not as far as I'm aware. I normally keep tabs on everyone who does anything particularly of note. That name, Water Under the Bridge, if I've ever heard it, because it just went straight away. Listen, I g- discuss with dozens of people every single day. Only people who actually strike me as impactful normally stick around for very long, and even fewer of those people I gotta remember the names of. We're a large organization, we've got a lot of delegation. A lot of people working under us with specialization in very specific fields. I mean, we're working with the abjurors, we're working on the terraforming of the land around us, we're working in the mining facilities. All of this, even the trash collection, is under the guidance of the Terra organization. We are very active in a number of various different fields. I don't really keep track of the name of every single person that comes and goes, but uh, that's that's not a name I've ever heard before.
1: And then who built... Terra Splicer.
0: Me? With my own bare hands. Well, not no, I, okay, let me back up a little bit. It was work in collaboration, specifically my organization with Beatrice. We came up with the uh, generalized schematics of it after uh, a basis off of the Terraformer. The Terraformer is something that literally me and my mother hand-built in a garage, is what made my namesake. Right, And we utilized those schematics in a number of our various other inventions. Beatrice even used the engine schematics in a lot of her current combustion automobiles, right? Meanwhile, I worked in collaboration with her once we found out that there were some resources under the mountain. And collectively, we used a team of engineers to make the Terra Splicer. But I have a list of literally everyone who ever worked on that project, and trust me, There are a lot of sleepless nights. I would know every single man that worked on that project.
1: Would you mind if I reviewed that just to double check, make sure there wasn't a name he could have gone under, something that, like a pseudoname?
0: I mean, that's perfectly fine. If you had a description of the individual, like a picture or something, I could definitely run it through a database.
1: I can get a picture.
0: All right. If you can do that, I can turn it into the abjurers. They'll run it through the facial recognition database and they can literally have it back to you within the day.
1: All right. I can I can get that to you. It'll just take me a little bit, but I'll be back soon. All right. Sounds good to me. All right. And then Snow starts to leave. I'm so glad. This looks like it is going so well. Mama Maria will be so proud of me.
0: And the four of you exit Dantera's office. Daniel and Elias find themselves being escorted in a... It's a much smaller car, still an automobile, still very sleek. They are currently sat in the back seat while Antonio is driving and Dante is in the front passenger side with the two of you currently in the back. And you are making your way to the head governmental building, as you had discussed, showing some interest in the main clock
3: tower. Alea saved the potion that uh, Snow gave her, by the way. Wonderful. So, Daniel, uh, you, uh, you don't suppose that maybe... Uh... I'm not quite sure how game mechanics and religion work hand-in-hand, exactly.
2: Like, what do you mean?
3: Um, like, uh, well, the the Christian believe that uh, God is uh, everywhere, right? He sees everything. Does uh, your uh, person see everything everywhere?
2: I guess we'll find
3: out. Because uh, maybe we could like ask her something. I'm not sure how it works.
2: Yeah, that was the plan.
3: I figured make a CV that could help. I, I, I again, okay, not very uh, adept with either one of video games or much of
0: religion. You all done chattering back there?
3: I mean, it was kind of only me, but I guess so.
0: Alright, well listen, I'm gonna have to set a couple of guidelines before you walk into that building. What you all guys are going into is the primary governmental structure of this town. I know you all came from around here, so I gotta give you the rundown real quick, alright? This building is at the center of town for a reason, okay? This is where the High mm-hmm. Council meets. This is where a lot of the inner administrative stuff goes down. Now, thankfully... We are not trying to get into the council room, or else you lot would be waiting for about six to seven weeks to get an appearance. Thankfully, we are just going to be going into the back where the maintenance all happens and the clock tower is kept under.
3: Eh, okay?
0: Whatever you do, please don't make a scene. Try and be discreet and professional. We are literally walking through a staircase that just so happens to be around a lot of important people And you a lot are representing dontero right now so don't make it look too bad no problem
3: would you rather i change
0: i don't care what you look like as long as you're not being too flashy too show-offish like we're trying to be a little discreet so not to draw attention to us and if people ask just be normal and please just be polite And uh, proper around a lot of these individuals.
3: Luckily for you, you you're the most polite and proper people of the group.
0: Okay, yeah, (laughs) since the person who called me Paul, like three times, don't even remember my name. Okay,
3: that is not my fault. You're forgettable.
0: (laughs) All right, listen. (laughs) All I'm saying is that Don Terra has to work with these people on a daily basis, and he'd rather not his reputation be strewn through the mud by a bunch of people who literally just entered town and got the papers. Okay.
3: I'll let you know I'm highly classically trained.
0: Oh, and what? Pissing people off? Dante <laughs> <laughs> from the passenger seat chimes in.
3: Maybe people don't matter.
2: Okay, how about we not... Uh, this has been a great demonstration of what we're not going to do inside, Elias, okay?
3: Just being honest,
2: Daniel. Sometimes being honest is not the best solution.
3: Mmm, just saying. If I were to meet someone of high repability, I would obviously give them the respect they so deserve.
0: As you say this, Antonio pulls the car around. Uh, and he parts by the curb in front of this absolutely massive, almost Roman-esque in architecture, capital building. It's, wow, white and it's very grand in scale. You can see that the actual primary bit of the building goes on for about 100 feet tall. But then the clock tower itself extends as a spire on top of the cylindrical building. And it goes on for about an additional couple hundred of feet. Oh, please tell me there's an elevator here. Ah, yeah, you wish. Ah, I'm just kidding. Now they do have it for maintenance. And like I said, luckily, I got you all passes. As far as everyone in there is concerned, you are visiting engineers. And he hands you two passes.
3: Daniel definitely looks like engineer. I just kind of look, well, (laughs) amazing. So uh, maybe I use this little potion Snow gave me and I will put on disguise.
2: Yeah, that might be useful. So not everyone <laughs> is staring at you for wearing a red hat and a red coat. And you know what? That.
3: Dante is wearing a red coat. Of course, Dante loves people staring at him. <clears throat> Elias will pop up the potion and mimic similar-esque of what dam- Daniel is wearing. Damn! Damn. Dam- 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 oh, boy, Damal. Oh, you wearing? That is original.
0: That is original
3: she'll try to mimic a a similar-esque outfit of what Daniel is wearing as he does look like a mechanic.
0: True. It works perfectly fine. Uh, You are able to mentally envision yourself as an engineer wearing uh, very standard tan khaki working pants. Uh, You end up getting on a kind of tattered up dirtier white shirt and what looks to be like a leather working vest as well. Hmm. You even have yourself a little imaginary tool belt on. Yes. Yes with tools on it that are not even physically there and real, but you definitely look appropriate for the part. You begin walking from the sidewalk and completely past the main front entrance, as you see this grand double-wide staircase with railings going up to absolutely massive doors, and you walk completely around it, and instead just go up a very narrow staircase, rather tall up the side of the building, with a metal railing leading up, and eventually to a metal door, With a knob, just a small singular door frame, which then gracefully slides open, and you find yourself suspended on a metal bridge of sorts uh, in a catwalk, which leads through, and you see an elevator in the center of the building. And it Hmm. appears as if you are in the upper framework of the top of the cylindrical Capitol building.
3: Wow, okay. So, uh, how many people have access to this?
0: Uh, This place, only the people who work here. Uh, But I mean, who that is? Not our job to know. This is the behind the scenes of the capitol building, everyone that runs maintenance, doing simple stuff from janitorial proceedings to the actual upkeep and refinement of the, all the inner workings, but normally we just come here for meetings. Whenever the high council's called in, some of us will escort Terra and we'll sit on the council floor right down below. Good to know. But as far as who works on the clock tower? Hm, mm, that's Jekalus' men. Jekalus
3: is one of the council members. Uh,
0: the Jekalus wishes. Jekalus can barely make clocks and that's all he's known for, let's be honest. He hasn't made any great invention any time recently. Best thing he ever made is this clock tower. And this thing's so shabbily falling apart, he has an g- entire army of men working on it literally every day just to maintain and upgrade it supposedly.
3: Elias gives a look to Daniel and raises an eyebrow.
2: Daniel is going to pull out his chat feature and be like, yes,
3: question mark. Do You don't think that is suspicious at all? She says this out loud.
2: I mean, could be a money laundering scheme, but I don't think it would likely have anything to do with uh, the murders. Okay. Well, it could, but I guess we'll see when we get there.
3: Anyway, uh, what time is it?
0: I don't know. Why didn't you check the clock tower?
3: <laughs> Smart guy.
0: So you are able to ascertain that you got to the mortuary relatively late, around like 10 or 11 a.m. And you were there for a good couple of hours, and then you had to deliberate back at Casa Benedine. So it would probably be late afternoon, early evening That's by the time thinking. you got here.
3: Around 4 or 5 p.m. Around about. So do we head up? I um, Can I perception check sure. while we're walking around?
0: Absolutely.
2: Can I roll a perception check as well?
0: If you would like to look around the area.
2: I most perceive. definitely
0: would. Well, then pr- see what you perceive. 26. 23. <laughs> so all along here, it seems like this is a catwalk structure mostly suspended by cables and chains. You are currently walking on a metal-graded path, which seems to be hung over the entirety, and a series of scaffolding is upholding the internal structure of the building. Down below, you can vaguely see... ...between thin gaps that there are inner office workings down underneath you. And you are currently making your way walking towards the center of all of this... ...where there seems to be a metal elevator. Some form of lift currently in the center of the entire structure... ...heading upwards to what you presume to be the clock tower. Hmm. Well, I
2: guess we'll go to the lift and see if there's anything more interesting up there.
3: That is where we are walking, Daniel.
0: So, Antonio flips a metal lever and then slowly swings open a gate and gestures for all of you to get into this open-faced lift. So, there are no walls constraining you. You could literally peer over the lift as it is moving upwards.
2: Daniel steps in, thinks to himself, oh, yeah, this seems safe.
0: Oh, there, guardrails, you'll be fine. Unless you want to, like, hang over and dangle your feet off of it.
2: Yeah, I'm not, I'm not gonna, nah, I'm good.
3: My life is too important to dangle uh, off of.
0: And as you all get in, Antonio closes the gate behind you and then pushes a lever upwards, and slowly the lift begins to raise. And you notice that you are going up dozens of feet until eventually you come to another very similar metal grated platform, and it comes to a stop. And you hear the ongoing, ever-present ticking, and the gears turning and grinding on one another as they propel and push, and this absolutely massive display of interconnected system where literally all of the walls surrounding you are coated ceiling to floor quite literally in gears and it is one massive structure honestly so preposterously large that it is not in the slightest bit efficient but nonetheless it is impressive
2: that it works no wonder this place needs so much maintenance my goodness gravy
3: I, I don't know how good your gravy is, but it is definitely massive. Maybe we should uh, split up and uh, vest- investigate uh, It's large, quite big.
2: Not a bad idea. Uh, Just be careful. I don't want to heal anyone who got crushed by a gear or anything like that. That'd be no fun.
3: I am not as stupid as some other people that we know, so I don't Mm. think that would be necessary. Don't
0: remind me, don't remind me, don't remind me.
3: Alright, I'll go this way, you go that way.
0: Oh, you're splitting up. I was gonna get you in charge with a shift manager, but that's fine by me too.
2: Oh, that would also be Useful, I think.
0: I mean, were there any particular questions you had? That's why I figured you were coming here. They don't really like people snooping around.
3: Yeah, Exactly they're... why I am going to be snooping around. Why do you think they don't like people snooping around? Um, they have something to hide? Uh,
0: yeah, it's called uh, personal intelligence. Uh, do people have privacy for their inventions for a reason. While, yes, they do have patents on things, they still don't want other people to know how they go about doing things or else... You'll try and reproduce something of similar quality and content and potentially use someone else's base understanding of a knowledge to then build off of it and make something better yourself. Oh, yes, I'm
3: also going to build a massive clock tower.
0: All I'm saying is people that generally aren't associated with the organization are not allowed within the facilities. You are lucky that you were able to get here in the first place, and we had to pull a lot of strengths. Okay,
2: so why don't we talk with the shift manager first, so that way they're not entirely paranoid about what we're doing here
0: and he gestures over as you walk across these metal gates and you see a small hobble of a room which seems to have a number of schematics laid out on various different tables as you breach an entrance way uh you you find yourself into this small shabbily built almost like hamlet of a room which uh is in Complete antithesis to the grandeur of the building below you. This thing seems as if it has been thrown together quite haphazardly, but it is a small little structure housing what seems to be uh, a number of tables and currently has two individuals there. Hmm. All right, Barrett. Uh, these are the, 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 the guy and gal I was telling you about. Uh, they got the... Well, a couple of questions for you real quick. They're working with the Donterra organization on, you know, everything that's going on recently. But uh, due to their engineering background, had a couple of quick questions for you.
3: I don't know how much you would do with engineering. Uh, Anyway, hi. my. You just
0: see a very large, well, not, you see a very well calloused, meaty hand just raise in the air as soon as you begin to speak and make a fist as an individual is currently staring at his desk.
3: Elias raises an eyebrow and is silent.
0: The man then proceeds to pick up a cup of coffee, take a very long sip of it, set it down, and then he unclenches his fist and puts his hand down.
4: All right.
2: <sighs> what is
4: it you all around here?
2: Well, we were just hoping to ask you some questions about the um, operation of the clock tower the past couple of weeks, because... You know, some things have been happening and we just want to... Are you expecting sure. any of my men for any reason? No. No, No, we just think something may have happened here. In my clock tower. I laid really doubt that
0: one. It's a possibility, we're just making sure... We Listen, I'll run a tight ship. I got an annotated rotating schedule right there of every single person who comes
4: and goes to these facilities. You had oh. any questions, it could be found right over there, honestly.
3: Well, lo- we lo-
4: only got 12 people on staff. Everyone has a rotating eight-hour shift, which means every other day someone gets a nice day off. Mm-hmm. Right,
0: I'm the shift manager. I'm literally here every day for 16 hours. That sounds unpleasant, but... So, if you have any questions about what's
4: going on in Mark Tower, the only other person who would know more about it than me
0: more be the man who built the thing, and even then, he probably doesn't know better than me what's going on in it at the given moment. Right. I'm gonna
2: go take a. Uh, Daniel's gonna go take a look at the schedule and see like when people are in and when people wouldn't be if there's or if it's like constant
0: overlap.
3: Um. So, can I perception real quick? You may always perception real quick. Yeah, that is twenty-two. Is there a face of the the tower that is facing outward towards, like, um, where the...
0: Are you asking me this or are you asking him this?
3: I'm asking you this, Jim. Is there a face like that in this clock tower?
0: You look around the room you are currently in, which is surrounding you with metal sheets, all four walls as you peer around. And you see these metal sheets. From outside, when you were walking in, you saw that you were maybe about... A quarter way up this clock tower, which goes h- literally hundreds of feet. From what you saw, perceiving, looking up and down, you saw no outward facing area where you could look out upon the town from where you were.
3: Okay. I assume that the, the height, the position of the tower gives you quite a view of the town at night. Is this correct?
4: But, I mean, I guess if you really wanted to, you could, uh,
0: Climb up to the top and go peer out, but uh, well, normally most all of us aren't really worried about the sightseeing, it's more so worried about that all these connecting bevel gears actually run properly, let's be honest. Like, these things are a pain to keep maintenance oiled. Imagine when we have to change some of them out due to the general wear and tear due to the overall friction. There are over 3,000 gears operating this thing, all of them interconnecting, all working together, working the four different faces facing each of the cardinal directions up at the top of the clock tower.
3: Ah. Hmm. Daniel's over looking at papers. She's with Dante and Antonio, just not quite sure what they were doing there. And uh, currently wondering to herself, why am I here? What am I doing? What is life? Uh, Daniel, uh, maybe just look at the the people who are working sometime around 8 or 9 a.m. or p.m. It would be their names and see if they correlate with anything else that we're doing.
2: So Daniel's going to look at the schedule and see if there's anyone here around 8
0: or 9 a.m. or p.m. You notice that there is a 24-hour shift rotation where there is always at least three people on staff at any given time. Each set of three people is scheduled to work for eight hours, but there is a only a six-hour period where those individuals are by themselves because there is a two-hour overlap for each of the schedules. So for two hours out of each shift, there is going to be at least six people on the floor at any given time.
2: Hmm.
3: I don't know what we were hoping for, Daniel.
2: Uh, so daniel is going to i guess turn to the ship manager and say well if we have any further questions i guess we'll come to you thank you for your
0: time you guys went all the way out of your way got passes showed up to the capitol building don't i mean there's you, you... Uh,
3: one more thing i would like to
0: check
4: sure. but
3: we're finished with the questions we have to ask you
0: well if you don't mind me
4: asking really what is it you're checking
3: I'm going to go up to the top of the clock tower and see what type of vantage point there is there and where it would be quite visible from and if from the places we think there might be some suspicious activity. Uh,
4: All right. Uh, Well, then, I guess I'll get Rory to give you up a lift.
2: I'll stay down here. I I just want to uh, admire the... uh gears and...
3: Yeah, maybe pray to your goddess or whatever. Ask her for (laughs) help or guidance, because honestly, I'm not quite sure what... Why did you say this out loud? They don't know these things. That you're a Christian?
0: Everyone's just kind of, like, staring around the room blankly. They're trying to, like... They're mouthing the words to themselves. Mm -hmm. Like, they have no idea what they're talking about. Don't worry about it. Rory, go on out with him.
4: Uh, uh, rather... Make sure she doesn't touch anything.
0: And you see as a red-headed gentleman from the uh, the corner stands up and he uh, throws on his jacket. Uh, is
3: he cute?
0: Uh, he is relatively tall for average standards, obviously shorter than you. He's about six foot one. He is very muscular and well chiseled. Mm. He has very sharp features and uh, he has short, cropped, kind of scraggly red hair. Mm. Uh, he is currently just wearing a white shirt and some khakis. He throws on a green jacket, and he proceeds to walk out the room and gesture for you to follow him to the lift. I do. He flips open a panel, and it seems as if he flips a switch, closes the panel, and then proceeds to push the lever upwards.
3: Uh, so- uh,
0: Dante also follows you, making sure that you are not by yourself.
3: So, uh, do you like working at the clock tower?
0: Would it be if I didn't like working here?
3: I don't know, sometimes people are stuck with jobs they feel they are pressured into by their family.
0: Do you know how hard I had to work to even get here?
3: No, I don't. That's why I asked.
0: Well, let me tell you. Everyone on this shift had to work day and, day and night just to get in this place. Getting to work under Decalis himself. No one's ever gotten to get so close to his work except us lot here.
3: Do you consider De Calis to be an intelligent man? Duh.
0: a genius as far as i'm concerned most people when they see feats of engineering they don't think about the artistry that goes behind it the amount of talent the brilliance in which is put in here just being able to swap out gears and make sure that they're maintenance honestly i feel like i'm gaining so much so much more beyond the resource in which it pays eventually after minutes literally Of going up this tower eventually you reach the top you have estimated that you're probably about 400 feet up above the uh the rest of the actual city most of the city normally only sits less than a hundred feet tall and you are able to see and peer not only above the entire city from this catwalk glancing through the glass frame of the actual clock tower itself with the uh, clock faces you're not only able to see the entire inner city out past the walls, through the outskirts, and even in to the wilderness of the floor beyond.
3: Oh, wow. You're telling me you don't come up here to look at this amazing view?
0: No, I mean, honestly, when people want to talk about the inefficiency of all the gears interconnecting, working together in this clock tower, and I can have a view like this, all I see is, when I look out, is a bunch of individuals who don't cooperate. Imagine if every single one of them worked as well as this well-oiled machine inside.
3: It's uh, interesting that the Kellys would make it uh, wind-powered, not electric-powered, since you are so yep, You could definitely get a lot of lightning, Rod.
0: The point of this entire invention was to use something so subtle as the wind, also, when you're 400 feet up in the air, you actually do catch quite a draft up here, the, mean, the air I, currents I just, well, are uh, rather you know, powerful I, and I, I, consistent, with, in which thunderstorms actually aren't, and then you'd have to keep generators and batteries and, and all that around, but the point was, is something so inconspicuous in nature as the wind, the air that we take for granted, powering and...
4: Well, we better get down from here. <laughs> maybe you're right about that electric rod. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm about to get this tower and split in half from a bolt of lightning.
3: Mm, yes, yes, sir.
0: We haven't had a storm actually this bad in quite some time.
3: Can I perception the storm a little bit more? Sure. See if it maybe is being generated.
0: Mm. Yeah.
3: Um. Twenty-seven.
0: As you look out upon the storm, there's a flash of lightning, and for a moment, all the clouds go almost translucent. They glow, and you can see the vague outline of something in the storm.
3: Hmm. Interesting.
0: I don't know about you, but um, I'm going to be heading back down.
3: Well, I don't think I can head down without you, so maybe... Yeah, so that means
0: you're also heading back down.
3: Uh, Yes, I guess I am. Alright,
0: that's right. And he motions for you to scurry back inside into the elevator as you slowly begin to descend as Snow was bored and decided to play with the sound effects and caused a giant thunderstorm. (laughs) It seemed like the silhouette you saw in the thunderstorm, it could have just been like a bird. You don't really know, but it 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 looked like a bird.
3: Interesting. Birds don't usually like to fly in storms, especially not more than 400 feet in the air. She's whispering to herself, uh, the birds
0: <laughs> you got a problem with birds you okay
3: yes yeah, and Yes. speaking
0: up to you looking a little concerned about your current state of being
3: birds should never be trusted anything having to do with birds not be trusted that is why we don't like Americans <laughs> their whole symbol is a bird bird cannot be trusted
0: did you say you saw a bird what kind of bird.
3: Why? Why are you giving me that look? Birds should not be trusted in general. I did, however, find it interesting that when I looked, it seemed like there was some sort of silhouette of a bird up there, which is odd because, according to my knowledge, they don't like storms. I don't like that eerie sound. Well, I do like the eerie sound effect, it just makes me anxious. Anyway, why? Roll a sense motor. 22.
0: You notice that at the mention of a bird, Rory and Dante are exchanging glances with one another and they look immensely concerned.
3: You guys don't trust birds either?
0: Well, probably not that one. Like I said, we haven't had a storm
4: this bad in a while.
3: Is it the sh-thunderbird?
4: That's a way of
0: putting it.
3: What do you mean? On a scale
0: of one to ten. How big would you say this bird was? Was it like a pigeon flying through the air?
3: Oh, probably <laughs> no. Be part.
0: Okay. Luckily, we're in the council building. And you descend the elevator. And as you come to the base floor, Dante motions to Antonio.
3: I will... Whatever he's going to say to Antonio, I'm trying to listen. I do I have to He's say-
0: not being discreet. Oh, okay. Antonio, quickly. Get the high council in together. I think there's been a sighting of Volker Orn. that would explain the storm. All right, well... Everyone, quickly, we need to get out of here. This is the last place you want to be. A giant metal lightning rod pretty much stuffed to the brim with metal in the middle of a thunderstorm, and this thing's about...
2: I I would have assumed Daniel would have prayed to his goddess at this point already. Oh, you yeah. were oh, enjoying
0: yeah, yeah. the clockworks. Like, the gears were wonderful. You felt, like, such at peace and a nice transform, meditative state. And The now, nice
3: ambient rain.
0: Everyone is coming down in a hurry, and even the individuals who say that they staff the clock tower 24 hours a day, these big burly men even seem startled and are currently evacuating the facility.
3: Um... I mean...
0: No, we don't got time for this. We gotta get out of here.
3: Well, uh, what is going on?
0: Okay, then I guess we're going. Antonio, notify the abjurers. Get the defenses on. Arm everyone on the walls.
3: Arm them? What is going Is it a dragon? Is it some side of enemy? Duh. I don't trust birds. I have the urge to kill everyone I see.
2: Daniel is going <laughs> to very subtly pat Elias on the
0: shoulder. I
3: uh, suddenly agree with whatever these men say. They are as hateful of birds as I am. Okay.
0: This isn't a normal bird. I suspected that. No birds are normal birds. Currently, he is motioning and pushing literally everyone out of the building, and you are scurrying down the same flight of metal stairs from the side that you entered, and going back down to the base floor. We've been instructed by Dantera to keep you all safe. This thing is the exact opposite of safe. I need you all to wait in the car for me. I'll drive you back to Casa Benedini.
3: Is this an actual animal? Yes. We need Selena. Ooh, yes. You have no idea the talents and abilities that small child has. It is absolutely asinine.
2: I'm going to open up my chat bar and text...
3: Imagine... i love a little violin. Dun dun Imagine Dun dun I raised my hand
0: (laughs) Oh gosh, that could not have been more perfect Meanwhile, Dante has rushed all of you to the car And has motioned for all of you to get into the back seat I will be right back I just have to notify the council members Stay here
3: Dante, we need to get Selina here immediately
0: You're not going anywhere until you are escorted back to Casa Benedina I'm not leaving that's fine, stay put. We'll reconvene all of you later. I need to notify the High Council members. Antonio's currently working on the abjures.
3: Inform them that there may be someone who can tame it.
0: That is a terrible idea
2: since we don't know if she can, so let's not give them false hope. If
3: we can't tame it, we can kill it. Elias pulls up the UI and messages Snow. Get to a tower building, a, a big Bard going down big doom, armed defenses, maybe big problem. I don't know. Bring Selena.
0: And with that, we're gonna cut back over to see what Snow's been doing.
3: Hi, Snow.
1: Ah, hi.
0: Hi, so where did you, what, what exactly were you doing? Because when last we left off, you just left the general meeting room that you were having a conversation with Don Terra, and it was a party of you, Wilson, Selena, and Luca making your way out.
1: Where would you be going? All right, so I think, guys, we're going to have to head back to floor 10 again.
0: Um, I'm sorry. I-, I don't know if I have clearance for floor 10.
1: Uh, no, Luca. So, listen here. And she gets down at his level, wherever that is.
0: He's about like four feet tall.
1: She squats. Four and a half. Okay, Luca, where we're going, you are unable to follow.
0: That is going to be a problem with if you get the kidnapped and killed.
1: We will be fine. I think you're the main concern. What,
0: what if I find you and your bodies are just laying there and it's full of sacri?
1: If that happens, I'll come back and kill myself.
0: Ah, uh, please don't do that. I was told to make sure you are very alive. I I must insist that I go with you wherever you are,
1: Luca. There's this thing called teleporting. Can you do it?
0: Ah, uh, I do not know what you say. What is the word? I will try very hard. And he, like, squints his eyes and, like, clenches his fist and goes, mm.
1: Okay, how about this? You'll learn how to do it if you go into the bathroom and okay. sit on the toilet for, like, about two hours. Two, two hours? Yes. Is that how you did it? Yes.
0: <sighs>
4: yes, Luca.
0: This is, uh, <laughs> like, it, it, it's really hard the first time, uh, but it's, like, you got to concentrate, and everyone knows your best time of concentration is always when you're in the toilet.
1: Exactly. It is where I have my best ideas. No, I can't lie to a small child. It's okay. This is for his safety. This is for the greater good.
4: Don't worry, Luca. Uh, if you just go into that bathroom right over there,
0: that that is a um that that is a janitor's closet. Just go in there, um, find something, squat over it, focus really, really hard for about two hours. You cannot
1: um, stop squatting.
4: Do you kids? You gotta keep ninety degree angles, okay? Very important.
1: You can, you can go slightly above the 90 degrees. No, no,
4: 90 degrees. Snow, that, that was the secret.
1: Ah, okay. This is why you're fit, isn't it?
4: Legs
0: of steel, Snow.
1: All right, so we'll be back and you'll be with us. You just stay seated right there. I can't smack Wilson's butt, otherwise I would. Why not? Look Fine, up. Snow smacks Wilson on the butt. Oh, wait, wait, Snow. I had to test it. What do you mean? I had to test what? Well, I know... Never mind. Don't worry about it. Uh, I'm a little worried about it. Legs of steel.
0: He had very firm glutes. (laughs) Snow will remember.
1: (laughs) Snow will remember this pops over her head. Okay. All right. We need to go to Yenamut.
4: Why are we going to Yenamut We're
1: not going... Do you want to go back to the werewolf village?
0: Couldn't we teleport back to the guild hall?
1: Yeah. We're going to do that first because we can't go straight back to the floor. But we're going to go to Yenemut.
4: Okay. Why are we going to Yenemut?
1: Because that's where the picture of... Vasquez's. Oh,
0: that's your plan. That's a really smart plan, Snow.
1: Thank you. I try to think sometimes.
0: With that, you do notice that as you are scrolling through the different teleportation options and you select floor 10, you see that you can have a list of various locations that you can teleport to, some of which are the primary guild hall, the castle Remedal, the Queen's Garden, and you may also select the town of Lunca and the town of Yenemund.:
1: Interesting. Last time when we tried to teleport from here, it only showed us the guild hall. Maybe it's because that's all I was looking for. All right, let's just go straight to Yanomut then. All right, so Snow presses the button to Yanomut. Ah, is it sunny or is it windy?
0: Interestingly enough, it seems as if it is also raining here.
1: Ugh, curse you, rain.
0: The town of Yanomut is precisely as you remember it. Still, regardless of the situation of how you perceived yourself to have gotten rid of the demons under the mountain, it does still appear as if... The town of Yonamat is still relatively dark and dreary. Of course, the rain and the weather doesn't really help any. But the entire place still has an ominous aura about it. And you currently find yourself basically at the main crossway right in front of the mayor's house. Nice. Wow.
4: You would have thought, like, after we, like, literally killed Satan that this place might be a little bit more
0: chipper.
1: I mean, think about it, Wilson. Guess who's still here? Envy.
0: Oh, I was going to say that the rain's still here, and that's probably why it looks dreary. It probably looks really nice when it's sunny.
1: Oh, my gosh. And I just imagine, like, Snow like has, like, that wet dog appearance. It's, like, depressing, like, uh, depressingly glowing. Uh, okay, let's just get to Dr. Vasquez's house and get a picture. All right, sure. I think that's where the picture was. Oh, I hope it's not in the werewolf village.
4: I mean, I know that one of us found a picture of him at the werewolf village, but didn't one of us keep it?
1: No, if they did, it's probably in the journal. I don't know how to. Who has the journal? Does anybody know?
0: I have the journal.
1: I don't think that there was a picture in it. I found the picture.
0: Okay, What'd and you I didn't do with take it. it? Did you just set it back where it was. I just
1: kind of left it. Did you just left it laying around the house. Wasn't there a portrait in the mannequin house? That's what I'm going for. We're gonna take the whole portrait, family and all.
0: So, you make your way down the road's path and. Luckily for you, Dr. Vasquez's house in the town of Yanamut was actually relatively near the main crossroads by the mayor's. You find yourself situated walking your way to once again the boarded up mansion of Dr. Vasquez.
1: Let's uh, split up and search for clues, gang. Shouldn't and by we that just, I mean. Just like walk oh, in. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, if the picture is. Kind of not
0: breaking there.
4: and entering again.
1: It's not breaking and entering if you knock and the door just kind of happens to open on its own. Also, technically fine. If that's the way you want to do it, I just need some light. I need looking through the window, and I'm like, oh look, I can see it. I'll go through. Is that what you do? That's what she said out loud. Is that Very what you irritated. Do? I can try. I'll cast. Uh, I'll cast dancing lights.
0: Sure. As you walk up to the manor of Dr. Vasquez, you peer through the boarded up windows and door frames, and you are able to see a little bit of a crack.
1: That's uh my lights step in.
0: Right. You push your dancing lights through the crack, uh, manifesting them on the inside of the manor, and you blink into the establishment.
1: Ah, all right. Let me just go open up the front door. It's not breaking and entering.
0: Oh, Snow,
4: grab the picture and come back out. Uh, Do you need us?
1: Fine, I'll go find it myself. How long does it take me to find this?
0: Roll perception.
1: 24.
0: There are a large number of. Absolutely massive portraits hung up all throughout the establishment, but they seem a little too large to bring with you. However, eventually, after going through a series of those rooms that you remember, all identical in nature, you do eventually find one room which is slightly larger, and it seems to have a smaller little picture of a happy family.
1: All right, so I will take the picture, the small photo.
0: You take the small little portrait from on top of the dresser in this master bedroom, presumably, and... You walk back through the manor. Having been abandoned for quite some time, cobwebs and dust have settled all over the place, and it seems just as you left it, just as equally as disheveled and abandoned. No one has been here for quite some time.
1: I will go back out the way I came in.
0: You peer through the cracks between the boarded-up door, and you send out a dancing light and blink back into the center of town.
1: All right, there we go.
0: Oh, you got it already? Yeah. Oh, well, you work quick.
1: I do. I got it. I got a bagel. <gasps>
0: Do you want one?
1: Bread is here. Yeah? Yeah. We're gonna go hold on, we need to go buy some bread. We're going to the store buying like bread.
0: You make your way back to the bakery in the town of Yanamud, which upon instantaneously the owner of which recognizes you. Having realized that he could literally never pay the debt of bread to gold in which you have purchased, he just immediately basically sells you half the store and by sell you i mean he just puts it in bags and hands you two large bags of bread
1: how many children can this feed
0: you have a baker's dozen of loaves of bread
1: Uh, that's 13 loaves that's okay mediocre
0: this is a very small town i know that is half of everything he has
1: i throw five gold on the counter
0: he graciously accepts as you walk out with your bread in tow.
1: We come back to the town and the baker is the mayor.
2: <laughs> Honestly, that'd be great because the last uh, mayor was terrible.
4: Uh, okay, so uh, we, we got the picture, we got bread.
1: We got the picture and we got bread. Is there anything else we needed while we were here? Like at the magic shop or anything? I don't Cause...
4: know. you think we need anything? I don't know. I don't use magic. But stuff's like voodoo.
1: What if I told you uh, I was doing research... Okay. And you can have a special whistle.
4: What does
0: it do?
1: <laughs> it can dazzle creatures. Oh my gosh, is it like
0: really great at making them your friends?
1: It dazzles them so that you don't get hurt by them. But well, Why would they want to hurt me? Not Maybe not you, but everybody else.
0: All right, so I'm assuming it has like a really high base save. So like the creatures like
4: have no chance of ever getting near you.
1: I bluff. Sure. 20.
4: Oh,
0: wow, it's amazing. Maybe we should go see if the magic shop has that. So you make your way over to the magic shop, and you enter the not-so-familiar-to-you site. It seems as if this place is once again kind of dark and heavy-dreary-laden. There are jars and various glass cases filled with peculiar objects here and there. And from behind the counter, you see this large object... And it seems as if it begins to move forth, and eventually you hear a boisterous, almost omnipresent voice. Welcome!
1: Oh, it's you!
4: I see you have came back to my establishment, Duchess.
1: Indeed I have. Uh, you know, Wilson, I just realized that's just regular hunting gear, so maybe they might have it at a regular shop, but, uh, they might have something else.
4: What is it that I could assist you with?
1: I'm looking for, uh, just, just, just perusing, but, um... Get this man a magic item that he can use. I don't know.
4: As you see, my wares are plentiful. There are numerous various artifacts under my possession. There could be any number of things. The possibilities are only stifled by your imagination and my supply. He adds that stipulation in at the end.
1: (laughs) And my supply. Okay, well listen. How much
4: money And a few legal obligations
2: that you need to sign off on.
1: Do I even have money anymore? Like, I don't know how broke I am at this point.
4: Snow did you just come into a magic shop not knowing if you had any way to pay them?
1: No, I have money, Wilson. Do
4: you? Do you know how much how much?
1: How much money do you have, Wilson?
4: Twenty five thousand gold.
1: God, why are we so
0: poor? What do you mean? That's not poor.
1: Uh I made an investment. When I'm looking through this catalog on his table, it tells me like some stuff's like 56,000 gold base. Don't worry. This one's only 21,000. We're fine.
4: <laughs> what is it that you seek, my Duchess? I'm uh Duke.
1: That's right. You are a Duke.
4: I, I am a Duke. I don't know. Snow, you want me to look at that catalog and flip through the pages, see if there's anything interesting?
1: Sure. You can look through.
4: Uh, sure. Uh, thanks. Thanks for that. What, are
0: you, what even am I looking at? I don't care about that one. What, what is this?
1: It was like a uh, infomercial thing that kind of popped up in my mail. I can't believe they still sent us advertisements while being stuck in this game
0: I don't know I don't know snow. some of this stuff just kind of looks weird. Are you sure they don't have anything else here?
1: Do you want the entire catalog? That's just this week's specials according oh, to the, uh, the game. Oh, this
0: is the specials yeah, this is weird I don't know why they would have put this kind of stuff in the game. the this kind of interesting walking stick. what does it do? <speaking in sario> Yes, no, I don't know exactly what you want me to do with this. I don't know, man. If you had any recommendations for me, I could take a look at something specific. But uh, other than that, I'm kind of content. You know, I've got Angus, got a glaive. Get
1: the Venom Block.
0: Got some me- Venom I don't know. Block. Do There's Venom block. block. Get Venom Block. What do I need Venom Block for? I
1: don't know. There's like a snake in the a slu- a sewer at some point.
0: What? There was? When was this? Apparently. Uh, I mean, I did summon a couple of snakes, which apparently could have reproduced in the sewer. I don't know if that's what you're referring to or not, though.
1: Could have, but I think they, those were all, you know what? Never mind. I think those are all fine. They're, they're alive and well and not dead at all.
0: All right. All right. How about this one? Uh, I will take this oaken staff uh, and I will use it as a walking stick just to placate you. Give me the dang Give, give me the catalog. You Do
4: you would like this magic item costing 31,000 gold to utilize as a walking stick on your adventures, my Duke? Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's what I said. Well, she's going to nag me to buy something, so I might as well get some 000.
1: Wait, wait, which 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 catalog was this in?
4: No, don't don't worry about it. Snow. I'll I'll take the oaken staff.
1: You're paying for it.
4: I am paying
0: for it. Don't oh,
1: worry. Okay, I I've, okay. I've got
0: reserve funds.
1: Oh. All right. That oaken staff.
4: As you have wished it, so it shall be. Here is your oaken staff, my duke. Yeah, yeah, I, I figured a good walking stick will help me get through the forest.
1: Wilson? Yeah. You spent 31,000 gold just to use it as a walking. Listen, trick. you get
0: what you pay for, all right? That's what my father always told me. You always buy the best quality. That way you know you're going to get the best content. Good. All roll, right. We're roll good. Roll perception for me real quick.
1: I roll a perception. I take timely inspiration on my perception at three.
0: Sure. What's your total? <laughs>
1: 19.
0: Right? So everything seems... Uh, as it is as Wilson has now received his walking staff and is currently with you and Selena, making your way outside of the current magic shop. So, um, do you think we should head back to Arabelda now that we have the picture?
1: Sure. I mean, I feel like we did all of our business here, unless you need to go see Clyde, but beyond Uh, that...
0: Clyde Clyde should be fine. I'm sure he's just, like, cooking chicken or something.
1: Well, I think we should probably go back and make sure Luca hasn't, you know, fainted from squatting for the More pooped himself. Twenty minutes, I oh, guess. It's,
0: it's not even that bad. We told him to be there for two hours.
4: He'll
0: oh. work on his glutes. Don't worry.
1: Okay. Well, that, that's that's good. That's good. Well, I'm ready to go back. If you are, all right. Uh, let, let's go. Alon Snow presses the button,
0: and all of you once again teleport instantaneously and make your way back to Airveldom.
1: Wait, where was the? Where did the pop up take us?
0: The teleportation ended up taking you back to the center of town, ah. and you manifest right in front of the Gallo building. Which also is just the Capitol building in general.
1: What? It takes us here now? Last time it put me at the entrance of the village and that was just awkward.
0: Well, at least we don't have to go back, uh, like through customs or whatever and show them our paperwork. So, Snow, what, what all would you do once you re-came back to Erveldum?
1: As soon as we came back, she would probably start heading in a direction north. Mm. Clearly. Pulls out the compass. We're going this way.
4: Oh, right. Who am I to judge? All right. We're... we're Selena, Let, let's pack up and follow her.
1: Well, I mean, is this where the, uh... Th- th- that's where the restaurant is, right?
4: Uh, I mean,
0: are you trying to go back there? Trying to go back to the restaurant? Yeah. I mean, it's northeast, so you're kind Perfect. Of close. We're heading
1: the right way. Following compass. Let's go north.
0: So, with the rest of your current group in tow, you start heading north. Up North Street, as it is so aptly named. And as you are making your way up the street and heading back to Casa Benedita, you actually get a message.
1: Huh. I feel like it's probably S messaging me. Snow so will, um, look to see if anybody else got a message.
0: I didn't get anything. I don't know what you want.
1: Huh. I, I didn't get a message either. You know what? Elias probably got arrested finally. All right, let's bail her out. I look open up the message. Big bard. Big bad. Big, big bard bad. Going Bad.
3: Emergency situation at the capitol building. Please come bring Selena at mission point. Big bird,
1: oh, she's terrified of birds.
3: <laughs> but
0: as you say this, you hear a number of people panically whispering and you see some of the abjures running around the city. But a few moments later, you actually hear alarms going on, fog horns alerting everyone. And you see people are scurrying into various buildings. Uh, Snow, everyone seems to be going inside. Should we go inside?
1: We should probably go um, in what? a direction to uh, a building. Just
4: Casa Pedadena is the only place we really have uh, lodging right now, so I think we should make it there before the thunderstorm kills us.
1: Sure. Uh, Snow gets on top of Nichia and pulls Lena up if she needs a oh, ride. Oh, okay, I'm here now. Alright,
3: let's go.
4: Alright, I'll, I'll just drag beside you.
0: And you take off, and Wilson's
1: kind of like where, running where's Angus? behind you. But He is
4: left at the stables. done. Tara said he would he doesn't care teleport of him. With no, you? He doesn't. I don't have a magic wolf. I'm sorry.
1: We've been teleporting all over the place, and your horse doesn't travel with you?
4: He would be in a nearby stable. Could you slow down if you're going to talk to me, please, goodness
1: gracious woman? <laughs> <one. laughs> Wilson, I'm just saying. Nacchia's not magic. I'll meet you there.
0: And he's kind of jogging behind Nichia as he's running off, and you are currently heading
1: north. up yeah. Can you summon the Man a Steed? Oh, sure. Snow really, like turns Najee around.
0: And as you turn around, Selena waves her arm and she casts summon Steed. And indeed, a horse appears before Wilson, which she, winded, pauses for a moment, hops on the back of, and then proceeds to ride and actually directs you back to Casa Benadine.
3: Does Does Alea see that Snow read the message?
0: Yes, you do see that the message has been opened by Snow.
1: She types again, Argent, come. Uh, it's storming. We're going back to Casim Benadine. Listen, you need to get over your fear of birds.
3: <laughs> Might be safer for you there. Everyone else is afraid of birds as well.
2: I am going to message Snow and tell her that everyone is freaked out, including the people meant to be protecting us. And um, the whole city is kind of going on lockdown because this is something a little bit more serious than, like, Big bear
1: We'll be fine. We'll get just just either stay put or get back to where you need to be. Roll a perception check real quick. For me. I will roll a perception check. I'm gonna take time inspiration again. So twenty seven.
0: Uh, if you have it, you can also roll in knowledge nature for me.
1: Sure. Uh, I rolled really poorly on that. It is only an eleven.
0: In the midst of the storm, you peer up and you believe to have seen something amidst the thunderstorm. And Olias's words assist you in this vision, and you and now clearly see the outline of also what looks to be a bird, but you don't understand why it would be setting people this far afright. To you, it could just be a regular bird.
1: Hey, Wilson, you see that? Uh, you're talking about Big Bird? What, what do you mean? What's wrong with Big Bird? Oh, um, you know, I'm just a little large. It's probably, it's, you know, it's probably a shadow cast in the sky. It's fine. Everything's fine. Yeah, Wilson,
4: uh, it didn't look that weird to me. oh, uh, yeah. Sure. Do you need to poop? Are you? No, okay? no, I'm, I'm fine. I just don't like seeing birds that are look that large.
1: Okay. I mean, what do you want to do, Wilson? You want? We're
4: going back to Casa Benedine.
1: Okay. Okay. I mean, if you're, if you're scared, Wilson, you can always. Well, I mean, you're behind fine. me as it is, so yeah, you're fine. Well, I,
0: but... I'm leading you actually. Actually, you, uh, yeah. You yeah, would yeah. have gotten lost You were trying to go straight north. It is northeast.
1: It, 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 I would not have gotten lost. I would have found my way there eventually. All roads lead to Casa Benedine. That's
0: uh, not true, but uh, luckily we do appear to be here. And with that, you are in front of Casa Benedina and you make your way through the front entrance. Not too shortly after, clearing the water off your coats and cloaks after having entered the main entrance, you hear a car pull up, which is also currently transporting Elias and Daniel as you all enter Casa Benedina. The rain still in the background, but now you're more so hearing the crackling of fire, but all of the tables in the restaurant seem to be pushed aside, and metal shutters have been pulled down over the glass windows which normally outlook the outside streets.
2: Oh, this has been an experience.
3: And everybody make fun of me for not liking birds. I don't see what the problem is. I think the bird is fine. I drew a picture for scale because I was the one who sold the bird, and um,
1: what? And she shows you her journal. You should probably um, stick to spying. (laughs) Alias keeps her composure. And at crit, she
3: seems unaffected by your somewhat harsh words.
2: Wait, so either Dante or Antonio had to drive us home, right? Uh, So Dante did drive you home. Uh, Dante, could you care to explain to Snow, like, what's going on? Because she thinks this is, like, a touch overblown i
0: can assure I think it's you it's
1: overblown i think it's a bird sure it is a bird
0: you're not wrong but um this bird could uh destroy the entire city
1: Hmm. interesting uh i messaged draken
0: Uh, wilson actually leans over to snow snow do you think that this could maybe be one of those creatures that sebastian
4: was telling us about remember when you asked why you have walls this big that
1: is true
4: and his reason was because walls any smaller would be broken.
1: Yeah, listen.
0: All right, uh, you guys uh, stay here. We have a couple of more things to lock down. Uh, if you would just uh, head upstairs and none of the rooms have windows. That's fine, just get in any one of the rooms. Uh, uh, we'll send one of the other handlers up shortly to check on you once we have the hatches metaphorically pattened down. Where's Luca anyway?
1: Oh, Luca's safe. Oh my! Really uh, he's safe. He's very safe. He's very safe. He's actually probably in the safest space. Probably.
0: That Snow. makes me significantly more concerned. No, no, no don't worry. He's just in her janitor's closet doing squats. What the?
1: Snow. Training. Snow, you cannot, you cannot just put a child in the closet. I didn't put him in a closet. I told him that if he wanted to learn how to teleport, he would have to squat.
3: You're lying to children now, Snow. And as you're talking about him, you
0: see Luca as he is currently running down the stairs. I'm so glad you're all safe. I heard the fog hearts and the alarms and then I realized that I was the last person watching you and that I did not know where you were and I could not teleport. All I ended up doing is having the flatulence and it was so embarrassing. Okay. Quickly, quickly, we need to go to a safe room up, up up at the stairs. Or, or down in the basement. Honestly, that might be safer.
2: I would suspect so because it's a giant bird.
0: We are currently on lockdown. You cannot be going outside uh, unless you are authorized personnel. Uh, but other than none of you are so there's pointless if you say, you need to come with me.
3: Uh, Okay. Done.
4: Yeah. Uh, I, I have to go. I, okay. Quickly. I whatever can, it
3: um, is. Uh, do you, the bird need to be neutralized. Sure, if you could do that probably snow's uh team we we have taken down
1: much much harder than uh birds have we i remember my team took down something bigger than a bird you you said you took down like demons or something yeah, that was- <gasps> when we had like a different team this team is barely able to range Elias pulls out her guns
3: range <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Misa GM can't help but
0: laugh
1: at these guns right now because she's not proficient with them.
0: <laughs> oh,
2: oh no.
1: Okay, so those th- guns, yeah, sure, that's range, but damage range. Spellcasters do a lot better with range damage. Where Hello. is Sal? Oh no.
4: Oh no, where is Sal? Oh no. Is.
0: Oh, this could be bad. Did
1: yeah. they cook him and eat him? Maybe he's with the sacrifice.
0: Oh, my goodness.
1: Birds do like fish. Birds do
0: like fish. Oh, perfect.
2: He can be bait.
1: Well, I'm going to put it this way. We're not hired to be taking care of that. So let's not get ourselves involved. Good idea. <sighs> Fine. Uh, uh, did you uh, get the uh, picture that you were uh, looking for? Indeed, I did. And I pull out the picture.
0: Okay. Well, uh, the process is probably going to be a little a bit a little Um, But we can definitely scan that for you.
1: All right, Luca. I'll leave it in your hands.
0: Oh, I'm really good at delivering things. I'll take this to Dante right away. And he grabs it out of your hand and he bolts up the stairs. Okay, so uh, basement time? As you say this, Dante seems to be coming back through the uh, main entranceway after having locked the doors and you see more metal shutters battening down in front of them and you see as he locks something. All right, everyone, if you need anything... Too bad, we're going downstairs. (laughs) Okay.
4: (laughs)
1: Before we go down, I message Draken. Bird, anything to be concerned about?
4: Yeah. You feel like dying today?
1: I feel like it's not as bad as we think.
0: Hmm. So you uh, aren't scared of gargantuan birds? We have a druid. The bird has a 45-foot wingspan and shoots lightning.
1: That is mildly concerning. Yeah,
0: just a little.
2: I'm just going to open up my text channel to S and say, just don't die today, please. Do-do-do. Trying. I'm going to send a thumbs up emoji and then close it.
1: So Dante, I mean, we've heard about the Giftig Anguis, the Ignis Ursa, Gallim Kete. Which one is this?
0: The fulgerorn. A full
1: bullhorn?
0: Fulgur Orn. All right. So, uh, did you guys... Draken's actually apparently in one of these rooms down here too. I, this, this is the uh, sub-level floor with all the meeting rooms on it. He's currently held up in one of them. He's the the one uh, third door to your right. If you just want to go there, I don't care. Uh, all of the meeting rooms kind of have people in them.
1: Who's who? Where?
0: Draken is in the meeting room, third door to the right. I figured you uh, were working with him, I guess, so you can meet him there. If you don't care, literally any of the meeting rooms, we just have people in lockdown down here. Thank you, Dante. Don't die, please. Gonna gonna try not
2: to. Good idea.
0: Uh, So he gestures for you to go down the hall as he is staying in the elevator, and he pushes a button as the doors close behind you.
2: I'm going to go to the third door on the
0: right.
3: I will follow Daniel.
0: So everyone making their way down to the meeting room in which Draken was said to be in enters a very familiar scene as all of these rooms, I guess, are apparently identical today. Uh, All of them having... Ten chairs around an oval table with a fireplace in it, and you do see Draken and an S. Sat down. Well, it's about time you joined us.
1: I was the one who saw the bird. About time we joined you. You were down here hiding all by yourselves already. Elias will walk over to S. Psst, I drew a picture, and she
3: will show S the picture she drew of the um, reenactment of what happened while she was at the clock tower seeing the bird.
0: This thing. It's no laughing matter, but unfortunately, there's not much we can do about it. The only thing we can do right now is wait, and who knows, maybe figure out these riddles from the dead man. And that is where we're going to end this week's episode of Sword Art Online. Eye. I
3: already figured out the riddle. What, what, what did Es think of my picture?
0: All right, I hope you all enjoyed this week's episode of the Odd Campaign. Uh, if you do, please let us know via the uh, ratings and via our social media. You can leave us a review on Apple Podcast, or you can let us know via our social media. We are on Twitter and Instagram at RollFound, or you can also message us directly and go to our website as well and get a little bit more about us information and check out a couple other things cool there on playerfound.com. And if you want to support us or like any of our content that we make, please do also check out things like our merch store and our Patreon, where you can get all kinds of cool apparel, hats, t-shirts, mugs and cups, all sorts of things to represent us, you dear foundlings. Uh, And if you want to see different kinds of artwork or character commissions or anything like that being done, go ahead and support us on our Patreon, because that's how we go ahead and pay for all this shizne. So please let us know and stay in touch, and we'll see you foundlings next week. In episode 22. Bye. 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 Bye.